0: Jimmy, your beard's coming back nice.
1: Oh, I, you know, I just shaved a couple days ago. Not not completely shaved off, but trim. I usually go down like to like the number one. I go to my barber. When I visit the city, I do my, my mail and I go to the barber.
2: Is that like a yearly thing? Because I feel like last year you, you had a big old beard before Christmas, and then like after Christmas <laughs> you didn't.
1: If I have a big beard, it's just because I haven't gotten to the city in time. That's all. (laughs) Gotcha.
2: Okay. It's laziness. Yeah. That's (laughs) That's why I have a beard. It's pure laziness.
1: (laughs) Once in a while, I look at myself and I'm like, you're too wolfy. And then I'll break out the wall wall snippers from Walmart and I'll just like go with the number one. And then I feel like I lost Mm. five pounds and I'm like, oh, I can go eat now. Now I feel skinny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah. Welcome back. Happy New Year. Well, I missed
2: you guys. I missed you too.
1: Every Monday, I'm like, wait. Oh, <laughs> oh wait. No, we don't have to do it.
2: <laughs> it's like running to the... It's kind of, I mean, it's it's weird. Like, you get into the habit. Like, this is something we do every Monday morning, and it was weird. I missed you yeah. guys. Like, well, I, legitimately, I, I, it was like, oh, I miss talking to them about nonsense. Oh. <laughs>
1: I told you that I didn't sleep very well last night, so I, I, I pulled up our thread to see exactly when we were going to tape to see if I could sleep in this morning. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, the 7th. And I looked at the calendar. I'm like, oh, that's
2: tomorrow. Okay, I got it. Getting a, a couple of hours
1: of sleep. Like, I have no idea where we are in the clock.
2: <laughs> I, I'm super ready to get back to understanding what day it is because with the holidays and with the kids being home from school, it just, I completely lose track of what day it is. And it still doesn't feel like a Monday to me, but we're kind of back on track now, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Plus, like, uh, for the past at least a week, Jenny's been sick. She's had this like flu grossness. And so she's been sleeping late and trying to rest and fight it off and stuff. And then Josh got it. So he's been out of work for a week, homesick. And then his whole family got it. So it's just like everything's been all over the place schedule-wise. I'm ready for some normalcy again.
1: Yeah. I was just telling you guys before we started that I've been just goofing off. I've been working a lot and making a lot of things, but nothing that nobody needs. Just me having fun. And so now the work begins where I get a... Feel responsibilities to other people. And now it feels like work. Although I'll be doing the same exact thing I would be doing before. But now somebody's involved. When, how, check this, correct that. So,
0: What are those responsibilities? What are you making? The,
1: anx- the, anx- the, anxious- the, <laughs> the anxiousness starts. Anxiety starts. Huh. I have to make... Uh, I'm making two more projects for Lowe's. And then my obligation with them is, is come to a close. But they both have to be done by the end of this month. Hmm. And today, right after the podcast, I begin. I have to do a window seat build. And... Kitchen cabinet builds, for my both for my house. Two projects that I presented to them, and they liked the ideas. And the kitchen cabinet build is for the side of my stove. So there's like an empty niche on either side of the stove. So we're going to make it for pots and pans. And uh, then a window seat for someplace in the house. It, that involves just like kind of on the table carpentry, as opposed to building that tool shed that I made, which was very labor intensive for me. I'm used to just building something directly in front of me and never moving my feet. Which is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one took some work. It, it is yeah. always
0: a little weird. Like, uh, 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 and a, a sponsor approaches you, and you're like, "I got a, these great ideas." And then when it comes time to execute those ideas, you're like,
1: "I don't really want to build kitchen cabinets right now." <laughs> well, uh, that's what the that was with the garden shed. I, I, m- we were like, where do you want it? Where do we want it? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't even really want it. I don't even want a garden shed. It's just like another thing in the yard. And then years ago, Willie cut a, a notch in the tree line so that we could like, do a, a quad shortcut from one property to the other. And I was so upset. I was like, why did you do that? He goes, oh, because we got to drive all the way around. I figured this would be easier. I'm like, you, put a tr- you cut a notch right in the tree line. I don't want anybody to like, I wanted that there. <laughs> I was like, oh i'm sorry i didn't know he always gets like creative and uh so we've been trying to build the trees back up in that niche in my in the tree line he, he kept putting saplings out the other time because he felt guilty because he didn't approve it with me anyway so i put the the garden shed right in that niche and, it, and i love it now i really like it it's going to be great the floor needs to be gravel it's too muddy there right now so once the spring breaks i'll put gravel in there and tidy up the grounds around it but it's going to be great because I have shovels and rakes and hoes and all kinds of things all around the yard. They're leaning on everything. I never had one central place for it so it's going to be very useful.
2: You know it's funny because you and I both are working with Lowe's right now and you <laughs> we didn't talk about it beforehand about what we were going to do for them right? Um, and so like, you made a, have a set of projects and I picked two rooms to renovate Right. And I remember a couple of weeks ago, I was in the middle of that mudroom renovation, and it was taking forever, and I was having to rip out the wall to hang a sink, and there was a moment where I looked at the camera, we didn't put it in the video, and I said, <laughs> Jimmy picked a doghouse, <laughs> because <laughs> it was so smart for you to pick like a thing that you could make and sit there in front of you, and yeah. that was the project instead of, I'm going to rip out this room, because now... I'm in the middle of doing a master bathroom, full gut, like rip everything out. I'm doing new plumbing, new drainage, new everything.
1: And uh, the problem, the the, doghouse. You know what? It's good in the long term. It's going to be good, but you have to work within specs and codes, and you live there, so you want to make sure everything you do is right. This isn't going to be a DIY uh, channel renovation in your house. It's going to be a very good one because you're doing it for yourself, and when you do television renovation those things if you anybody googles like hgtv or diy you know home renovation shows they're nightmares people would always say to me when i was working with them hey can you get me have them redo my kitchen i'm like you don't want that because they do it in 20 hours do you really want the quality that's going to occur in 20 hours worth of work no yeah so i mean and because you are your own contractor you're gonna you're not gonna you're not gonna do shortcuts so it's yeah, it's yeah. It, it, it's a good thing because it's something you probably been wanting to get off your list. And a bad thing because it's a very labor-intensive video.
2: <laughs> it is. And it's like two videos that have to be done this month. So we're doing this entire bathroom oh. in in a short amount of time. Really. You're
1: supposed to renovate a room in the house. about It takes about five years. You rip it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> you leave the toilet there so you can at least still use it. Maybe the sink. <laughs> <laughs> a hose for the shower. You know. Yeah. Then you start working on it the next spring, and then you finally decide what to put on the walls. You know, that's usually the typical house renovation.
2: It was interesting though, because like so Jenny and I both have a hard time when we're deciding about like the the way a room should look or something together, we have a hard time, you know, finding a common ground where we're both happy with it. We both want the other person to be happy, and so it just takes a long time to make those decisions.
1: Bob, yeah. I'll give you a secret. You know what, you know what the secret is? What? when she holds up a whole bunch of colors you just say whichever one you want
2: okay well we can talk about paint colors <laughs> that's a whole separate thing
1: otherwise like as far as like otherwise it's just a stalemate and then that's that's yeah. when you have a bathroom renovation that sits for half a year because you can't decide what to put on the floor you can't decide because it's just like you know what you ask me what I like I like that well this is this and you know that's the thing you know I love what that well too.
2: so Paint. paint is one thing. I learned years ago in our marriage that paint was a thing we were going to butt heads about. And it got to a point to where it caused so many problems in these discussions that I just said one time, look, you know what I like. You know the types of colors that I like and I don't like. From now on, paint colors are yours. Right. You make choices. I'm never going to say a thing. And that's the way it's been. And, right. like, she picks the paint colors and she keeps... Is that the
1: why the background really in your cool. room is purple and black? Is that why that's...
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all, gold, all the time. With no, gold trim. <laughs> she actually has really good taste, um, and she does keep me in mind there. But when it came to the bathroom, it was like we have a month to do the bathroom and make all the decisions. Oh, I, we had, like, days to make all the decisions. So we had to – like, we couldn't, you know, put it off and all that. So we had to go through the Lowe's website and just, like, look at stuff and, like, pick tile and pick this and pick this fixture and make sure that they all work together and, you know. It was crazy and super stressful for a few days just to get the decisions made. And then we had to give that list to Lowe's before we could even start work to make sure that all that stuff was available. And, you know, yeah. it's been, I mean, of course, it's amazing. I'm not complaining that I get to renovate a room in my house. That's uh, that's awesome. But it is a weird stress to be in a time crunch like that. Where, you know, like you're saying, normally if you were doing your own house, you'd be like, do a little bit and sit on it for a couple of months and then do a little bit here and Whenever you can work it in on the weekends, and we're just like, go, go 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 go! <laughs> <laughs> we gotta do the room. So it's crazy, but it is actually moving along, which is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it's all gutted right now, and I put in um, new drains and stuff yesterday, and I gotta connect it to the, the existing drain system today, and then run all new plumbing tomorrow, and then we'll be like getting back to it. So pretty good. cool. Very good. Yeah. Wow. But so it's been like the holidays have been that in the background, but also trying to have holidays, you know, like hang out with the family and be with the kids and stuff. And so, and then Jenny's been sick. So it's just been, it's been an interesting hmm, little Ooh. bit. Did you guys have a good Christmas, good new year?
1: It yeah. Um, it was just relaxing. We didn't do much. We just hung out here. We went to a friend's house nearby. And that was it. I hung out with his family. It was, it was cool. Nothing complicated. So my mom and dad on Christmas that was it? I kept it simple.
0: Yeah. Same here. My uh, one side of the family, we have Christmas two weeks early and that makes everything so much easier on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and everything was within like a 30 mile radius and it was nice and relaxing and lots of amazing food and it was, it was a very good Christmas for sure. Sweet. Did you get anything cool? Uh, My pick of the week uh, is the Beastie Boys book. And oh, I, I love it. Like, so I've been, you know, I kind of grew up with the beastie boys and through all the changes and all I, I told Kelly, the only thing I want for Christmas is the Beastie boys book. And it was so hard for two or three months to not buy it for myself. Cause I wanted it <laughs> so bad, you know, and it's one of those things like it's, it would be so easy for me to just go and buy this. So I, I really, I had to wait for the two months to show up and, and, uh, and I'm, it's it's very large, and I'm taking the approach of I'm not flipping through to look at the photos until I get to that part of the book. So the photos oh, are the reward cool. for me, <laughs> and, and and right now it's like crazy busy. So I'm only getting a page or two in a day, but I love it.
1: They're on the Mark Maron podcast. I haven't listened yet.
2: Oh, I gotta I gotta check that out.
1: Yeah, about a week ago they were on there. It's on my list to listen.
2: Nice. Uh, uh, David, you've been like working on anything? You've been building anything, or taking a break?
0: Uh, no, we've been uh, we've definitely been working. Uh, lots of lots of book projects, and um, I, last week we we turned some segmented bowls, and that's kind of like a stepping stone into bigger projects and some art projects. But um, the that was really fun, and so I've really. Over the last few days, I've been diving into segmented and stuff, and I've been.
1: I noticed you're doing it with plywood, which is going to look really cool. Well,
0: the, uh, the the plywood that was just a test because I I made oh, okay. I, I made a a template so I can quickly set my miter gauge to my to my yep. um, table saw blade, and then that's a great idea, by the way, it's... using
2: the glowforge. That was awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, and uh, um, thank you. And so this template will always make twelve segments, and I can quickly set up for that, and. Having templates isn't an original idea, but people out there sell them and they cost like 14 bucks for each, each template. And you need a template for if you need 12 segments or 24 segments. And, uh, I was wondering, like, if I cut this on the Glowforge, will it be exact? Will it be, you know, 15 degrees? And it turns out it was dead on and it and it worked great. So, uh, I've been diving into segments a lot more. I, I picked up a couple books and... Um, I want to get into some, some more complicated things. So there's, there's that. I had the contractor come out last week and they are putting together a, a quote for me for the metalworking shed. It's going to hopefully go out Mm -hmm. back. Yeah. I I haven't received the quote yet, so hopefully it's, it's within the budget, but there's right now, there's just a, a a Jimmy Duresta size shed out there. (laughs) <laughs> and that needs to be torn down and we're gonna put a, a 16 by 16 shed in there uh, on a slab there's no slab so we're gonna pour concrete and then it's gonna be all metal so metal studs metal metal framing and everything so it's not gonna burn down from working with metals and it's gonna store my my lawnmower in there but it'll also be a place to do some metal work and and uh So hopefully uh, that that project will get going in the spring. And speaking of metal work, and it's going to have lighting and electricity and all that. So we learned that the code for Toledo is you can have two accessory buildings on your property. And we have one detached garage, and then this will be our second accessory building. And your accessory buildings cannot take up more than 60% of, of your yard. I, I I did not have any clue. I thought huh. you could do whatever you wanted, but that seems to be the the rule here in Toledo. And so we'll 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 be within regulation there. And then speaking of metalworking, I just signed up for a 10-week metal sculpting or metal sculpture class at the local art museum. Ooh. So that starts uh, in like 2 wow. or 3 weeks. And it'll go over 10 weeks. And so I'm super excited about that. Uh, I have no idea um, what we're going to make in the class. Like if everybody makes the same thing or if you bring an idea. Because I have some ideas that I, I want to do. We have this little spot in our front yard that there's, a, there's like a little square cement paver in there that... It looks like the previous owners used to have a sculpture there. And so now it's just empty. And so I want to build something that goes on there. So I'll either hmm. do that in the class or take what I learned from the class and, and learn to make something. So 2019 is all That's about awesome. new things and, and actually doing metal work instead of just saying Sweet. it for two years.
2: <laughs> That's awesome, man. My friend Jason works at that museum mm. in the art department. I don't know if I've ever told you about him or not. You, but, you have? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if he will have anything to do with that class or not, but he works there. We'll, uh, He's like in the shop and works with like setting up uh, exhibits. I think. Oh, I don't remember. Cool. Yeah.
0: I uh, you'll have to uh, uh, give me, give me his last name, and I'll have to see if I can find him either online or in my travels to the to the art museum.
2: Yeah, that'll be really cool. So when does that class start?
0: Uh, it's it'll be every Wednesday, and I think it's the last Wednesday in. In January, so the 23rd or something. I don't have a calendar in front of me. But I'm super looking forward to it.
2: Yeah, that's cool. I'd like to hear some updates from like what you get out of that. Um, that'd be awesome.
0: Jimmy is showing me... If, is that the dude?
1: I'm showing you. I was looking for this. I know I was trying not to sneeze. <laughs> but this is uh, Jonathan Pierce. Jonathan Prince sculpture is a guy who does only metal work. Incredible, incredible. So you might look at him for inspiration. Okay. And I could maybe I'll talk more about him later. But I uh, I I just found him through the through the Google. Uh, I just found him through the suggested, and I've been following him for a couple of years. Amazing Merck Jonathan. What? Jonathan, P R I N C E sculpture. Jonathan Prince Studio. He's in New York City. So I've kind of
0: uh, changed up my my Instagram, uh, and I and i apologize to all the woodworkers out there but i i i kind of removed a lot of woodworking from my instagram and there's now like sculpture and metal and and art and i'm 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 actually trying to s- visually be influenced by le- le- other people's woodwork and more from, from artwork. So I'm, I'm watching less woodworking videos. I'm, uh, I'm following less woodworkers and to try to get influences outside the, of of the normal circle. And so I revamped my entire Instagram and it's, I, I only, I have, so you guys, I follow you guys. I follow some, some, some of my friends, but um, it's, we're switching, we're switching the art. I'm trying to just 2019's new stuff, trying new things.
1: That's funny you should say that because I was talking about that before you joined. I'm doing a lot of the printing stuff with the the paper printing. I saw, did you guys happen to see the letter? Sorry, have you guys happened to see there's a movie called The Letterpress Movie and it's all about letterpress? No.
0: No. Sounds
1: cool. About just like the machines that I have. It keeps popping up on Instagram, maybe because of the people I follow, but the advertisement popped up and so then I followed it. And it's an iTunes movie called The Letterpress Movie. That could be my suggestion this week, actually. And in there, they talk about Hatch Show printing in uh, Nashville. And it's a printing place that has been making show posters for country music shows for since like 1880s or something. In the same place with all the same equipment. And they have, they pulled out these big wooden boards with hand carved posters in them. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's what I gotta do. So, right there and then, I, I, but they have the machine to do the right pressure on the paper. I figured, oh, maybe a roller will be enough. So, my, my prints that I'm doing are coming out a little cloudy, but I have some ideas. I'm gonna be getting some, gonna be getting some, uh, potentially I'm gonna be getting a new machine like a with a roller on it. But anyway, so I got into that and then I got into 3D printing. Oh if right. a lot of you guys have been following my Instagram, yeah, I've been doing I a lot of 3D that. printing, which is fun. And I, I, there's always a block for me with a lot of stuff. If I don't fully understand it, like first glance, it's always just kind of lingers in the background of like maybe one day I'll do that. And that was what the 3D printing was for me. And I met Chuck during, uh, Chuck Chuck Hellebuck. Oh, the, did I say that right? I
2: think, I think so.
1: Yeah, right. It seems pretty like uh, his, his name looks like it sounds. I hope. <laughs> and Filament Friday. So I met Chuck at Make Make Fair uh, again for the like the fourth or fifth time, and we got to talking and. I said, "Hey, maybe I should get into 3D printing." And he said, "Yeah." He goes, "Let's stay in touch, and I'll hook you up with you know everything you need, and I'll, you, I'll be your I'll be your mentor." So, <laughs> and, uh, so I, I'm really figuring it out. It's it was the block for me was really just completely on my own. It really isn't that complicated. And to go from Fusion into a 3D print is super easy. Uh, it's like printing a piece of paper. It's as simple as that. I mean, obviously, you got to have the equipment, but I, I always thought that was this this bigger hump to get over, and I was just scaring myself i had 3d printed i did get a 3d printer many years ago i fumbled through it and that kind of gave me like a bad taste in my mouth because at the time i don't know maybe the saw you had to go through like two softwares to eventually do the print and i didn't have any need for it at the time but now that i'm thinking more 3d objects products I'm you know like what Jocko just went through with the maker knife i have a lot more of that on my mind and being able to conceive of something build it in fusion quickly print it just to at least give a quick prototype when I say quickly, maybe it takes an hour to print it or two hours <laughs> to print it. But still, that's two hours you would spend looking for glue, sanding, scraping, trying to find the right diameter tube, standing at the lathe to make a piece of tube. So it, it really is a time saver when you look at the, the larger picture. So I'm real happy I'm getting into it. And that's definitely going to be more of that this year. And I, made, I finally made my fidget spinner, which is the antique printing press flywheel. And I'm going to try and cast that in brass. So I'm going from one technology to another. So again, more of combining technologies, old and new. So
0: yeah, I picked up. Um, it's giving me a
1: lot, lot, a lot of food for thought coming into the new year. I, I,
0: so I, I've been really wanting to get into old and new and bringing them together. So I picked up a, a few hand tools recently, some some carving tools and some new planes and and, and some saws. And so I, I just want to. I, I wanna pick up those skills and somehow like I want to get hand tools and CNC and together in the in the same, like two two extremes, you know. And uh I also picked up I hopefully this doesn't sound like a brag, but I also picked up the Tormec sharpening system and mm-hmm. oh my goodness, it is awesome compared to what I had before. And now, how does that work?
1: Is this sharpening for like plane blades and stuff? yeah, so plain
0: blades knives it has the the weird i don 't know what you would call it so you can you can you can sharpen a knife um, and turning tools and and carving mm. tools and my previous sharpening system did not have that, which was the the, the workmate some, something three thousand which just had a spinning thing and, a, and and you could put flat blades on there, and this does everything. And it's it's a wet system, so there's no dust in the air. So my previous sharpening system That's would cool. get, would get all this dust in the air, and so uh, I've now purchased. Uh, I've, I've had all carbide tools for the lathe, and now I have actual like real, like, real is the wrong word, but um, steel steel tools for for the for the lathe and getting into in the carving and this. Some of the projects and the book have kind of introduced me to carving. And I'm like, oh, this is super fun, like par carving and hand carving. And so I want to try to incorporate different textures and designs into my projects going out. I kind of feel like everything that I've done is leading up to something now. Like I'm learning, I've learned all these these woodworking things and and various other things. And I, I feel like it's, it's. There's a reason I've learned all these things, and maybe I'm going to get into some art stuff, some sculpture stuff, some some non-functional things, and I can use all these skills and just combine them into something that's – something – I don't know. I, I'm excited, and I don't even know what I'm
2: excited about, if that makes any sense. Huh. Well, yeah. I mean, you're excited about possibility. Yeah. yeah.
1: That's good. Just keep an open mind and experiment. Yeah, just – Keep experimenting and keep an open mind, and then all of a sudden you'll be onto something that you totally didn't yeah. expect.
2: I think, yeah, some of the most interesting things that we do come from a random crossover of things that you've done in the past, right? You know, they have like experience in this thing and that thing, and where you figure out how they can cross over and where they intersect, that's where like the unique kind of unusual stuff will happen. And that's probably what excites you more than anything else. Yeah. I found recently that um Like, woodworking projects, for me, are becoming the thing that I fall back on because they're easier. And that sounds bad when I say it. But I think what I mean by that is Mm. it's the material is quicker and simpler to work with than than metal or uh, foam or 3D-printed pieces. You know, you can just... Like, the other day, I made a shadow box. I knew that we had this bathroom going on, and... We needed a video, you know, in between. I was like, "What was? What's a quick thing that I can do in a day?" And I thought of making a shadow box for these little Lego guys that everybody got for Christmas. And I went down and I made it. And I shot the entire video by myself, start to finish, in less than 24 hours, and it was done. And it was super simple, and it's functional, and it's like something people could use for different things, right? So that's great. But then when I got done with that, I looked at it. And I'm like. There was basically no effort to that. (laughs) And that feels, like, a little weird. Like, it's a thing. I mean, there's, you know, it has a use, and it's... it Maybe there was some... Hopefully there was some valuable piece of information in it. But I fall back to woodworking-only stuff because it's faster. Like, I couldn't be like, I want to make a prop today. Because it would take me far more than a day to make a prop. Or I can't, you know... Maybe I could weld something. I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I... I don't like the fact that I have a a fallback, like a quick and easy fallback. Mm. I, I kind of wish that there wasn't a material or a type of project that was that much easier for me to do so that I didn't always default to like simple woodworking. You know what I mean? I got, I got okay. something
1: for you. So in, in 2019, every time you want to do woodwork, you got to do dovetails.
2: <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, that's not going to happen. There you go. I mean, that would do it, I guess. But
1: (laughs) (laughs) or or combine it with other materials. Do wood with like plastic joinery. You know, do something non-traditional. Have you seen something keeps popping up on my Instagram where there are these clips that go. You can get like uh, five boards and these clips. There's two at each wherever the boards intersect. And you tighten them with a wrench and they hold the boards together. So it's like a college dorm room kind of shelving system. But you buy these clips in like groups of five or or even numbers in groups of like eight or ten. And it's like a clip that'll hold the board at a right angle to one another. Yeah. So you need two. Like if you're making a box, you would need two at each intersecting side. So I thought that would be a cool way to maybe we could 3D print them or we could.
2: Yeah. and. And I've thought about that before, like making a 3D printed fixture for quickly putting together boards, you know, if you needed a quick desk or something like that, just a a standardized joint. And maybe it's adjustable, you know, maybe you can change the angle of the two pieces that are fit together, but a quick and easy thing. And that sounds like a cool, relatively quick project. But then when you get into the logistics of like being precise, precise around a piece of wood so that it's tight enough and you know, having enough freedom to move, to change the angle. And it turns into a not quick project really fast, you know, which is fine. I mean, but it's just kind (laughs) of weird that I found myself falling back to something that I don't feel like should be a fallback. It shouldn't necessarily be a quick and easy thing. And uh, maybe I'm oversimplifying. It probably has a lot to do with the project, not just the material. But... I don't know, what you were saying, David, about like all this stuff going towards creating a new thing, uh, it just made me think about the fact that the other day I felt like I was backing off from like, Mm -hmm. I got to get something done, and it is something functional, it is something that we use, it is something that can be useful, it's not a throwaway, but it was like, instead of pushing forward, it was like, fall back to what's comfortable and quick, and do a thing to get it out, and that made me feel strange
0: that that strange feeling i think is good because it means you want to be challenged all the time and that's just going to force you to try new things and grow and and keep doing something different and i think that's yeah. important not only to for self-satisfaction but it's also important that we don't do the same thing on our channel for uh, business purposes because if you people are going to get bored if you keep doing the same thing so yeah
1: one thing you could do is uh, the dovetails was a little bit of a joke, but you can make the, the box in whatever it is you do the wood project, and at each time introduce something new. So it's like a little Easter egg in each video.
2: Yeah, and I do that. You know? That is what I try to do. Like in so in CNC plaque or something. Well, for like for this one, the shadow box. You know, I I've never done I, that I can think of like two pieces that slot together, right? So they have a, a negative slot in each other where they fit together, and so the inside grid of the shadow box was made from stacking these pieces up and cutting dados across them, you know, to where they could all slot together. Yep. Um, and so, like, I tried to at least think through, instead of just cutting out individual pieces, how do you batch a whole bunch of pieces to have the same slot so that they all line up? So I tried to add something that I'd never done to it before, because um, otherwise it does really feel like a throwaway. Like, you know, there's no need to make that project if it doesn't at least add some new value that I haven't added before. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think it, a lot of that, that thinking comes back to like what you're saying, David, I want to try to do things that are new and interesting that for me at least. Um, but then I also, you know, will fall back into the scheduling thing where it's like, I just, I got to get something done. I mean, there's gotta, something's got to go out. So, um, and maybe it doesn't, but I don't know, just thinking out loud, kind of. But the the shadow box did actually turn out pretty cool, and it was also gratifying to start and finish mm. something in a day, because that's not typically how I work, especially like with these renovations, you know? They're just like this ongoing pile of stuff that I never, it just takes forever to get through it, and there's just always mm. another 20 things after the whatever step you're doing. <laughs> and uh, so that was actually pretty cool to get to the end of that day and be like, oh, hey, I made a thing, and it's like, a, it's done. That's awesome, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but
0: how's how's R2 coming along?
2: R2 has not been touched since the video went out, the first video. Uh, and that's that's one of those things. It's just like a huge long process. Although, I am excited about trying a new thing that I figured out. So like on R2D2's dome on the front, there's like a an eye, right? It's this metal frame with like a dome, like a black domed eye in it and uh I'm so and jimmy yawns <laughs> yeah yeah you know,
0: like, you're gonna talk about star wars oh, yeah
2: thanks <laughs> going to bed see you guys
1: you know you no, know can i say something no. stupid just something stupid that Please. thing that it's not stupid it's kind of silly that that knob that's on the front of r2d2 every single time i'm in an airplane and i reach up to turn the air tube on i think of the r2d2i
2: <laughs> oh Actually, let's pause for just a second. Or you guys talk about something. I'll be ready. Right
1: <laughs> I think he's gonna go get the thing he probably stole it off the last aeroplane he was on.
0: <laughs> That's why he flies so much now. Um, <laughs> you you say that and like even like as soon as you mentioned airplane, I I I pictured that myself. It's like
1: mm. it makes me think that whoever designed that robot probably just pulled a knob off of something nearby. It looks like a knob on like maybe like a big piece of audio right. equipment or something. Like a rewind, forward rewind for like a Betamax tape machine or something. <laughs>
2: All right, so I wanted to show you. We're talking
1: about where the, where the model maker stole the eye
2: from. I wanted to show you this because this is one of those eyes that you're talking about. Look how beautiful that is.
1: Uh, wow, you bought that or you had I a machine? bought that.
2: There's a guy, there, I'm sure there's multiple people, but there's this guy that produces these. Wow. And it's it's like an aluminum sphere with a plate on the back that can come off and it's got a lens and in and it Like everything. an eye socket. Oh, wow. Like some of the machined parts for this that I've been buying are just unbelievable. They're super nice. But I thought you would appreciate how pretty that was. But
1: yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. That looks like it could have been made on like a fifth axis. Yeah, I'm something.
2: sure it was. It had to have been. Um,
1: any- I was saying the original one was probably like a Betamax forward rewind thing from like the 70s, you know?
2: <laughs> Big dial. Like That would be kind of cool. The original oh. I just had a project idea. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, anyway, uh, so the eye, what I was talking about is the like the dome eye. I would just happen to be looking at a picture of it the other day thinking like, oh, I wonder how that part's done. Because I keep, R2 has so many different crazy parts that I keep looking at different little details and be like, huh, I wonder how that's going to happen. I wonder how that's going to happen. So this eye, uh, most people will buy a, um, a clear acrylic like Christmas ornament ball. You can buy them in two halves, right? And you So you fill them up with confetti or whatever and then you snap them together. And it's a four-inch ball. So people buy that, they use half of it, and then they tint the acrylic so that it's, like, smoky. And I'd never done that before. And so the other night at, like, I don't know, 1 a.m. or something, I was like, oh, I should go buy this ball thing on Amazon and some glass tint. And so this stuff came in. And as dumb as that is, I'm actually really excited to try spraying on... a a smoke tint onto an acrylic ball just to see if it has the look that it's supposed to look, Hmm. you know, it's supposed to look like. So it's just funny because like you think about this is supposed to be like a futuristic robot and the eye is made from like a Christmas ornament with some spray paint on the backside. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Well, it's funny. I mean, the guys that made the original robot probably have a lot of funny stories just like that. Oh yeah, I'm
2: sure. Yeah. It's all just random stuff that they found.
1: His eye is probably a, a a macaroni salad container.
2: <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little confused, Bob. You said a
0: futuristic robot, but isn't uh, R2-D2 from a long time
2: Fair ago? Enough.
1: 40 years Fair ago. Fair enough.
2: <laughs> a long time ago? No, it was a long, long time ago. In galaxy far, far away. Yeah, it's, that's true. <clears throat> Let me write down my idea real quick that you gave me. Oh. He's going to go...
1: Uh, Jimmy,
0: your, your, your still, ice pick up. showed up on camera for a second. So uh, I got oh. Dan one of your mini ice picks. And, yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I
0: knew that he listened to the show, and I did not know that he listened to the yeah. after show. So in the after show, I talked about it. I'm like, yeah, I, I got Dan this ice pick. And I give it to him for Christmas, and I'm like...
1: He had to pretend to be surprised. He's
0: like, yeah, I knew that I knew this was coming. You talked about it on the show. And I'm
1: like, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we sold a lot of ice picks this season. So, if you're listening and you bought an ice pick, I thank you very much.
0: I like the mini. I, I think I like the mini more than uh, than the regular.
1: I think so. Yeah, the reg- I it's so funny when me and Brett were making these. We're still making them in dribbles and drabs, but we had a big push in the beginning of the month. And we making these and I picked up the big one and I put I, it's like when you hold the little iPhone now and you're like how did this ever even work? It's so tiny. <laughs> and I picked up the big ice pick and I'm like Is this the right size? I said to Brett, I'm like, is this the right ring? I thought it was like the bigger because we actually I accidentally bought these big two inch rings, which we hardly ever use them for anything other than like leather projects and stuff. But they sit around and and occasionally I'm like, I put them like, oh, this is too big. Anyway, so we're just Hmm. comparing them to the the new the smaller one now has become the
2: standard and the big one is just like, Oh, that's so big. Do you think you'll stop making the big ones?
1: No, people still want them. We we sold the we sold Hundreds of little ones, maybe like three or four hundred little ones. And then we sold a few hundred big ones, maybe two or three hundred big ones. Yeah. So it's amazing. I just can't believe people bought so many. So thank you all very much. That's awesome. uh, It's funny because like after like a year, Scott, my guy at the store says, yeah, I think the ice picks have peaked. (laughs) Now it's going on four years and we just sold the most we've ever sold at one time. So that gives me confidence that it's going to hang around for a little bit longer. Hmm.
2: It's good. And if not, then people can get them on sale. Discount ice (laughs) bricks. You can buy them
1: on eBay. I saw them at a dollar on eBay.
2: (laughs) That's funny. Well, so like, uh, you know, I know we kind of talked about before we took a break, you know, what this year was going to be like and kind of what we were looking forward to. Anything, has anything changed since we've taken a couple weeks off? You've been like heads down, not as much to do. Any new ideas for the new year or any new directions or anything like that?
0: A little bit. So Dan, who normally comes over on Tuesdays to film, we're adding another day. We're adding Fridays to that. And it won't be a full day, but it'll be a a good half day. And that's to take a little bit of pressure off of trying to jam everything into one day. And it will also lead to possibly dividing up some videos into two videos. And it won't be a part one, part two, but it'll be like... This is how I came up with this design, um, showing, sketching up ideas, going to pick up materials, maybe a little vloggy, but there's, there's definitely going to be actual value and not just like, Hey, look at me type stuff. And so we want to add some of those videos into the mix and, and if we're filming two days a week, we can work on some, some bigger projects and still and still meet deadlines and everything. So there's that there's the, the whole world of, of metal working uh, that I'm trying to dive into. And then also getting into more hand tools and hand planes and saws and, and, and planes. And so I don't know. I, and, and I, I think I mentioned uh, on the show a few weeks ago that I'm starting the music channel and, like all of these, I'm so excited right now. It just feels like everything feels brand new, and and I'm I just have a really really good feeling about everything right now. Yeah.
1: I'm so glad that the holidays are behind That's us. Awesome. And so you feel the same way? I feel like very excited for things to come. I decided this year I want to do more printing. I have a couple of oh, if you guys that listen to the Fits All podcast, I'll, I'll mention that later too when I'm promoting stuff. But the Fits All podcast is the new one I'm doing with with Andrew and Eric about old tools. And I talked about some new printing presses that are on the horizon for me. There's a printing press in Niagara Falls, which I just paid for yesterday. I got to go pick up. But it's from 1850s. And it's missing some of the parts, but it's cool. uh, it's called the Washington hand press. So I'm going to get that, and I'm going to m- turn it into a, a usable machine. It's missing some parts. It's going to be a big restoration, but the machine is from the 1850s. I don't know how many years ago that was, but that was a long time ago. At least and like 30, the guy said. Yeah, somewhere. Around. Yeah, a long time ago. He said it was the it was the. The printing press used to make the Niagara Falls newspaper, and it's sitting in his junkyard. It's been there for years. He says he puts it on Craigslist every year, and nobody wants it. But he he says he can't bring himself to throw it away because it's too cool looking. Anyway, so that's mine. I got to go pick that up. That's a six-hour drive away. I'll get that in the next couple of weeks. So making more art posters is definitely on the horizon, learning 3D printing, and then definitely diving back into my Tormach. Somebody said it to me on Instagram. They said, watching you translate fusion projects to 3D is going to definitely help you with Tormak, And it was something I was already thinking about anyway. And so when you saw that, it was it just reinforced that thought. But I want to bring up the posters that I made during the break. I made the posters. If you can make in it here, you can make in it anywhere. I didn't bring it in for a committee decision. I just uh, overruled and just went for it. <laughs>
0: There's no committee. <laughs> it's awesome. Just do it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. No,
1: the reason I honestly, I made that big plate after seeing the, the movie and I made the big plate and Somebody in the comments goes, Why don't you make the if you can make it here post? And I was like, Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. whoever made the comment under that original posting, thank you. And I saw that and I went right to it. I went open my computer. So, the fa- the fans suggest stuff all the time and I do listen. So, that's uh, the absolute net result of somebody making that suggestion. So, I went to it, I designed it, and then I looked at it. I'm like, It needs the skitty skyline. So, I went in and I found a, like a, a line drawing of the city skyline, crunched it, squished it modified it and i put the city skyline across the bottom because that's the idea if we're going to do making it in new york that's the if you could make an it here you can make an it anywhere
2: <laughs> yep that's what it is <laughs> it's so funny because you posted so, pictures of that and so many people tagged me in it and they were yeah. like bob's gonna hate this and i'm like no man it's, <laughs> it's awesome yeah
1: yeah and then austin <laughs> sent you that thing and he yeah. wrote he wrote that note and that was, of them, really that was cool. cute so I'm. Uh, we talked about this off air, but I'm going to mention it. I'm going to send you guys 50 posters to sign. I'm going to sign. You guys are going to sign. So we'll have 50 posters to give uh, to the patrons and then we'll have a couple of extras just for whatever. You guys take one, whatever. But I made these 50 on a whim. This is just some paper that I had. I don't really like the texture of this paper. That's why I had it sitting around. So I just went for it. I, I bought this paper for some other project, but I had it. It was the only paper I had in the house that had it. And I used it up. So I printed all 200 pieces. And so they will... We're going to do our personal giveaway through the patron, but then they'll probably be available soon. But I'll keep making them. The plate works great. The plate is is actually a funny little story. Uh, The plate is just big enough for my machine. It just barely fits in my machine. And and there's like these these guides that hold the paper down every time it prints. And the guides crush the the upper rule. So that's why if you see it in the picture, the... I made it in wood. And so the guides in the first close, I didn't realize I was misaligned. Oh. And I crushed the top line. So that's why every print, Ooh. the top line has got like a little weep, like a little wimpy line because half of that like uh. three millimeter line got crushed by the guard, by the guide. Anyway, so that's like a little uh I'll, signature piece for the first printing. I'll fix that for the next printing. I love the fact
0: that you made the, the plate on the cnc and then it's used on a machine that's 150 years old that's yeah i know isn't that
1: cool it's still it's still it's it's still (laughs) amazes me every time i play around with that it's pretty awesome I, um, I keep wanting to hand carve. I've done that once, but I keep wanting to hand carve and then I go, "Yeah, it's use sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. You, I think you've got a video on, on a hand carved one. So anytime anybody complains about that, just like, yeah, I I've did. done that. I
1: pinned it. I pinned it to the top of that video Whoa. I just posted. Because <laughs> <laughs> someone's
0: like,
2: nice. This is really
1: cool, but you know, I just it's just the fact that it doesn't have that handmade element, and I said for all you CNC phobics. <laughs>
2: Here's the video. So uh, you talked about sending those out to the Patreon people. Be really clear, we can't send them to every Patreon supporter, but anybody at, we'll say, the $10 and up level will do that. Um, yeah. So if you want to get in on that, yeah. hop on yeah. Patreon. Let me go ahead and do our Patreon plug Ooh. since we're here, and we can, you know, it was a good transition. Yeah. Um, supporting the show is fantastic, and we really appreciate it um, to everybody that helps us out. And if you want to help us out, you can go to patreon.com slash making it and uh, give us get in on the $10 level if you want a poster but also if you just want to help us out with a dollar that means a lot Um, our top patrons over there are Wise Old Dow Evan and Caitlin who have a new podcast that you should go check out Corey Ward works by solo Chad from ManCrafting Caleb Harris Maker in Training who hit uh, 10,000 subs on YouTube I think recently so congrats over there oh yeah Fun Kiss Artistic Creations Blondie Hacks BG Workshop is a new one this week, and Make, Build, Modify. So we're grateful to them and everybody else at all the different levels who help us out. Now back to the conversation. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to throw it in there since we were already talking <laughs> about Patreon. Um, with the, the the printing, I had a question about the printing, and I interrupted myself, so I'm not sure what the question was well, while you're, at the moment. While you're thinking about that,
0: um, I, that... that Documentary that you were talking about, Jimmy, about that place in Nashville. Yeah, um, I believe it's it's that printing store that's that's downtown. Have you been to it?
1: No, when we were there, and uh, when we were there in Nashville, we never went because we were so busy. But it's right mm-hmm. across the street from the arena we were in. It's right on the corner.
0: Yeah, it's, yeah, and it's Not a really cool old place. And you walk in, and there's just posters everywhere. It's it's it it's a it's an awesome place. And as a uh, as a graphic former graphic designer. I love going there just to just to look.
1: Yeah, I I, so I I have to. I've been to Nashville three times, and every time I've been there, people are like, "Oh, you got to go to Hat Show Printing," and I'm like, "Oh, I will." And then all of a sudden, I'm like leaving, and I didn't go. But it's definitely on the list now that I've seen it in person and the in the you know seen it in the
2: movie rather. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. The the well the place, but also the movie. The movie sounds interesting. Anything else going on? Hmm. We don't really have a topic.
1: So I could say this. I didn't. I didn't even mention this uh, to my guys on the old machine show. But I bought, I bought that printing press, and then I bought another printing press from. Uh, <laughs> you guys know Jordan Two Avocados. He bought it, and he bought it a couple months ago. And we we consulted on it when he bought it. And then he's like, you know what? It's just too much for me. He goes, oh, if you want it, you could have it. So I bought it from him, and it's getting shipped here. This is this will be my my largest clamshell type letterpress press machine with this revolving wheel. This is 14 half by 22 inches. So the plate, if you could like look at your hands, 14 half by 22 inches, that's how big this machine is. It weighs like 3,000 pounds. So that's going to get shipped here, which reminds me, I have to tell my shipping company to go pick that up. Crazy. So I'm getting that one, and then the one in Niagara Falls, I'm going to go pick up myself.
2: How much does something like that, sorry to interrupt, but how much does something like that cost to ship
1: uh, three hundred dollars, probably oh. probably less, because it's going to be on a pallet. It'll be picked up by a truck with a lift gate, and just a slow boat to China. It's that's why it's like there's no. It's not like overnight. You know, if it was overnight, it would be a whole different story. But yeah, like twenty thousand like, dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I shipped all those tables and all that stuff to Miami. The big slab table and everything. It was. Three huge crates. Well, the table was the top was crated, the legs were exposed, but on a on a pallet. Um anyway, those three giant things that took up the whole back of a truck. In fact, because they were so cumbersome, he had to come with two two trucks, that cost twelve hundred dollars to Miami. So you know, you would think it would be a lot, lot more. Yeah. And to do a dedicated to do a dedicated 18 wheeler. So that the boxes didn't have to get shipped and moved to like a transfer station or anything. Because we talked about that. Like, how often do we want these things to be picked up and handled? Transfer station, uh, well, sorry, exclusive truck picked up and then never opened again until it got to where they were being delivered, which would be Miami. That was $4,000. So it's a lot of money, but the client had the money and... That the client didn't want to spend that much. And so we. he said, oh, he goes, I'll take my chances if it gets handled. So having it handled and put into a different truck at a transfer station brought the price down to 1200. So it's, you know, it's affordable in the long run. And you guys want to hear a funny story now that I'm on it, that table, the big giant slab table, which I hardly talked about because it was kind of like, uh, drove me nuts. That table went there and it, he had a veranda, an open veranda at the house. And they uncrated it and left it wrapped in stretch wrap and everything. So it sat there, kind of open in the air. Not open totally to the air. It had a cover over it. But the whole front is open to the ocean. It sat there for like three weeks before he unwrapped it. And when he finally unwrapped it, there was a con- considerable damage to one section of the top. And he goes, how do you think this happened? He sent me pictures. I felt so bad. I said... Honestly, I'm looking at it. It does not look like it happened in shipping. I can guarantee you it didn't happen in shipping because if it did, if it was like a box that was like loose, it would have like created a million scratches in that one area. Like If there was a nail in the crate that penetrated the wrapping and scratched the table, <clears throat> it would have looked like a, an Etch-a-Sketch. You know, it would have been destroyed. It looks like somebody took a tap hammer and tapped like maybe 50 little dinks in maybe a 10 by 10 inch area right in the tabletop. And I'm looking at it, and some of them have – looks like a coffee bean was hit into the table. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, what could make a coffee bean shape? Not a hammerhead. Doesn't have any clues what could have made a coffee bean shape from pecking. Pecking is the clue. Pecking.
2: <sighs> a bird? <laughs> no, a fish. A bird. It's got to be a shark.
1: <laughs> I, said, I said to him, he doesn't agree with me because he goes, no, it was wrapped, But he doesn't understand the wrapping is soft. I said, to me, it looks like a herring or something got on there and was trying to peck open a shell or a fish or something. Oh, man. Huh. It looks like a herring landed on the table. You know, a herring those like 30-pound birds and was just banging on something with his beak. He goes, no, I don't think so. I was like, either that or, you know, he's got a million construction guys there. I said, somebody banged on the top of the table or something.
2: I mean, so the- I mean that's an idea, but I also want to throw out Hammerhead Shark. Mm. because you know.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. The land hammerhead shark. Yeah,
2: the land hammerhead shark. Yep. The one
1: with legs and arms. Is that an alligator? <laughs>
2: Hammer, the hammerhead alligator, yep. That's, that's what it yeah. is. <laughs> so
1: that's the fate of that table. And he said, he, he's, the, the client is very easygoing. He said, look, he goes, whatever. He goes, we made a million risks to get it this far. He goes, I'll just hire a local guy to sand the top and, re- and refinish it. It's a natural finish, so wouldn't be. And I did give him extra paint in the event. I sent him extra varnish and stuff in the event that there was a problem. Oh. So anyway. Don't leave your table unattended near the ocean because a bird could peck at a shell on top of it. That's the moral of that story.
2: Noted. That's what they say, <laughs> you know. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you hear that all the time, yeah. really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't leave your table by the ocean. Don't leave your table by the ocean. Um, you guys got anything else or anything? No. You, want, you been watching anything cool? So I talked
0: about my pick being the, the Beastie Boys book. But since I spoiled that pick, I'm going to add a second one. And one of the books that I've recommended many, many times is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And like that book has literally changed the way I think about certain things. And the author of that book, she has a show on Netflix called Tidying Up. And um, she uses some of the techniques from the book to help people... Get rid of their junk. And it's I I, I will say the, the show is not phenomenal. It, it's good. Don't use the show as a replacement for the book. Definitely read the book if you're into it. But um, the show is is kinda it's kinda cool to see some of the techniques in the book being applied to certain people's situations. So, so that is pick number two of the week.
1: That's one of my goals. I'm going to give away a lot of machines this spring. There you go. Brett and I were talking. Yeah, Brett's been doing an amazing job organizing the shop and kind of taking control. And But I have too many machines that I just don't use. So I'm going to either give a lot of them away or trade them. So we've been talking about that. Tidying up. Sweet. What you got, Jimmy? So my, my, my pick is this cool new podcast called The Fits All Podcast. It's about three guys that get together and talk about wrenches and rusty old machinery.
0: Three handsome guys.
1: Yes, yes, yes. We have a lot of fun. It's it's goofy. I'm afraid we might get in trouble because we get a little too loose. So we got to kind of I gotta go through and listen to every episode intently. I am the editor, administrator, everything on this particular one. So <laughs> I wear many hats that I didn't have to wear on this one. So now I appreciate all the hard work that you guys have done. <laughs> and like, hey, did you dropbox that file yet? Um, yeah, I got no work to do and you didn't do it yet. So I can appreciate all that over the years. So guys, <laughs> thank you for doing that. Because now now that's me. But it's it's we're having a lot of fun. So that's the fits all podcast. We have A trailer, episode one and episode two, which we've talked so long, we decided to just make it two parts so people can kind of compartmentalize it. And then also the letterpress movie. Check that out. It's a real interesting look at hoarders like me who have these machines who keep them alive. The one thing they they really delved into in the movie is the actual letterpress technique of setting up individual sentences and phrases with individual pieces of type, which I personally think is a nightmare. And I think technology can get you past that because all we need to do now is just like real print shops that make, that make wedding invitations and stuff. They do what I do. If they have a letter press, they, they do what I do. They, they'll have a plate made. So you do a graphic and just have the plate made. But this movie doesn't ever mention that. They don't ever mention that as an option. They just stick to the pure traditional guys that have typefaces that, configure and make up a galley which is the the block that will say whatever it is you want to say which to me just seems like a nightmare time con- consuming just a different aspect of the uh, of the, uh, the hobby
2: hmm. yeah i mean i guess it depends on like how quickly you're working and what your output is you know how often it needs to change stuff like that yeah huh. what platform did you yeah. watch this
0: movie on
1: itunes oh okay
2: Cool. Um, Well, since you mentioned your other podcast, I'm going to mention my other podcast, too. Yeah. Uh, It's called No Instructions, and it is Josh that works with me. Uh, Josh and I— Yes. It's not making-related. It's some—there's behind-the-scenes. I like to make stuff, talk, but it's mostly about us just sitting down and having a conversation about life and what we're into. And, you know, we talk a lot about movies and nerdy stuff, and we build Lego sets and models. It's just a time for us to hang out and, like, be— uh not internet people for a little bit and just, you know, <laughs> get to know each other and talk. And we end up talking about family and, and kids and stuff on occasion too. But it's fun. And uh I think, you know, if you're into any of that stuff, mm-hmm. you probably enjoy hanging out. So it's on our website. I'll put a link to it as well. But my real pick was something that's not new at all and I think it's probably even been mentioned here before maybe by David but the we finally watched the um, Mr. Rogers movie Won't You Be My Neighbor oh I, it ah oh, so good <laughs> it's so good I, it really caught me off guard like I knew it would be good everybody said it was you know nice and uh, heartwarming and stuff but man it's like a super well put together documentary about him and what all he did. And and when you just, when you see him talk about um, taking care of kids and connecting with kids outside of the context of like being on camera, you know, when you just see him talking about it, man, unbelievable. And it just really made me like, I really need to invest a little bit more into all of the parts of my kids, not just the parts that are glaringly obvious that they need help with, right? Like, he he focused a lot on just encouraging kids and letting them know that you're there to take care of them and that they don't have to be afraid of things, and man, it's just really good. Uh, I think whether you have kids or not, it's just he had a really great outlook on other people and not being self-centered, but spending his life, you know, encouraging and taking care of other people. So, whether you have kids or relate to kids or not, I think it's a really good thing to watch.
1: I think anybody born since like 1950 can relate to anything that has to do with Mr. Rogers in America, I believe.
2: Yeah. It's funny though, I was talking to my kids about it a little bit, and they didn't know who he was, and it dawned on me that they actually did know who he was, they just didn't know what his name was. But it was funny because we don't, you know, they watch Netflix and stuff like that, they don't watch PBS necessarily, and I don't think they even show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood anymore. But it was interesting to think that like that was a, at least a generation ago, you know, that they don't, they didn't really have a personal experience with him and with that show, even though I know as old as it is relative to them, they would probably still love it. Um, I don't know. Just kind of interesting. There's been a few things like that where I'm like, man, i there's like generational gaps happening and I'm on the outside of that gap like that. That's, <laughs> hmm.
0: Kids don't know who Captain Kangaroo is. <laughs> <It probably laughs> right.
2: Anyway, it's a good movie. You should definitely go watch it. It's worth <laughs> your time. You may cry a little bit. Jimmy, you would totally cry.
1: What is this? What I, is this I water on my face? Really what is it? this water?
2: You cried. <laughs> it, I welled up. I didn't like. Yeah. Somebody's got a spray gun somewhere. Anyway, you guys got anything else
1: for this week? Next week we'll have a real topic.
2: <laughs> yeah. Did we, did we have a topic no, today? No, we absolutely did not. But yeah, maybe we'll try to come up with something for next week. If you have ideas. For topics, um, something that we've never talked about, that would be awesome. You can tweet them at us, at Making It Podcast. We have Twitter that we don't use super often. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Mm. Cool. But now we're going to the after show, which Patreon supporters get, right? right. And we're going to go do that now. So we will see you yeah? guys. Right now? Right now. Do I, uh, do I have to get up? Hold nope, on. just stay right where you are. Nothing will change okay. for us. I'm going in the room. Hold on. Ready? Love you. Set. (laughs) (laughs) See you guys next time.